0: My curiosity is what the relationship is going to be between, like, a Mihailovic character and little Scania He's a f- you know, I mean, the, the elbow, he got hit. Honestly, the, the loss of killing was
1: huge. Actually, I did mean to heal it. Mm-hmm. I did. <laughs> but I did not expect it to go in like that. My favorite player is uh, Tess Fabregat. Uh, I, I love watching him play. I think that if Cristiano dedicated his work and his, his, his time uh, to being a center in a central forward position, he'd be the best in the world by far. I think like the Alex Morgans and Abby Wambachs of the world just like fall from a
0: tree? So there's this guy who um, named Petrcek and he went to a better team. Suarez versus however much, 75 million.
2: I, I think I'd rather have Suarez.
1: To see a USL team beat an MLS team, that really makes. Uh make some noise. I know we would really really like to do that for the fans and the
0: club. The tackle that was put in on Manage was absolutely horrendous and I thought that deserved a red card too. I thought Burnley should have went down to uh, 10 players as well which could have completely changed the outcome of that game.
1: I think the soccer world in Ohio is definitely becoming more relevant and um, definitely in my community at least. I'm seeing a lot more growth
2: and people are really following the crew and
0: Definitely got very involved with the um, men's World Cup.
2: I'm not. I'm not trying to be a Pierce Morgan today, but I feel like Arsenal always regret, you know, extending Arsene Wenger's, I mean, contract.
1: I think it was incredibly unfortunate for for Clarence to be put into this kind of difficult situation and and to to have it end up the way that it did. I, I wish it had played out a little bit better.
2: Di Maria didn't get the job done. Dante,
1: he's been playing well. Then not then better than not.
0: We're just so used to the, the nerves by Juventus players. You know we have the we haven't been in the Champions League in a while. I'm the That's girl true. who had the uh, Suarez was here with the bite mark at the shoulder that went viral. Yeah, I mean we'll be we'll be top six, easy. But the question is like, how big is that gap going to be between four and five? And in, in, in the press conference, they were saying that Charlotte was a special city and it's a hotbed of soccer.
2: Thank you, everyone, for an unforgettable 365 days. Welcome, everyone, to the 91st Minute. David, uh, would you like to introduce our guest tonight? Because I know you've been you've been wanting to do this for a while, since the beginning of the summer.
1: Yeah, I mean, I've been waiting, and I, I'm pretty sure he's been avoiding us just for the sake of not having to deal with me anymore. I'm pretty sure he was thankful when Jared got back that you got to announce his name, but... I'm just gonna go first name today, just just so that I don't. I know that I'm not gonna mess it up. Calvino, welcome back to the show. It's been a while, bud.
0: It's fantastic to be home, <laughs> with the right pronounced name, <laughs> with the boys back at the booth. <laughs> Tonight you're f- you're not at a wedding, which is shocking. I am not at a wedding. I did plenty of those this summer, uh, <laughs> and the rest of them, shoot, I was at Independence Games when you guys recorded. So I think it's fair. I get a mulligan. We'll give it to him.
1: I mean. It we sounds like it sounds like Calvino is the one that you want at your wedding though, so
0: <laughs> Dude, yeah, uh, I'll take the microphone. I'll give a toast. I'm sure sh- I'm sure it's, it's a blast with you at the wedding <laughs> um, I can dance um, And that's the only reason why you'd want me at your wedding.
1: That's it. Yeah, I mean, it, but uh, It's He's uh, going to so many. It must be worth it. Yeah, that's called having a
0: girlfriend <laughs> <laughs>
2: and, and she has friends
0: <laughs> uh, She does <laughs> And <laughs> they all got married <laughs> and we didn't. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I wish the best for you in the future. Uh, thank you very much. We have plenty to talk about
2: here tonight. Calvin, I want to let you choose on what you want to start with. You want to you want to start going head-to-head head at each other, or <laughs> do you want to start with something where we're kind of on, on the same playing field? Yeah, so let's,
0: let's start with independence, because we know the Chelsea-Arsenal thing is going to come out. Um, Falcao subtweet tweet and... Yeah, so let's get on with the fact that um, Charlotte Independence had their last game of the season away at Charleston, um, needed a win to guarantee in to the top six of the USL Eastern standings, needed a win to make it into the playoffs, um, and didn't get that win. Harrisburg loses, New York Red Bulls 2 loses, and we needed a draw to get in. And, and we, d- we didn't get that either, which was just massively disappointing. Um, a lot of the Charlotte fans were able to make the drive down. The Queen City Royals went. Jackson Militia was there. Light enough smoke bombs. Um, it's a bit heartbreaking. I know that uh, the guys over at Crown Town and, and everybody that was really seriously behind this team were, were almost expecting at l- a sixth place, like an edge. Like we thought we could definitely weasel our way in there, but... Um, they didn't, didn't quite make it this time around, but, man, what a great season.
2: Yeah, we did have a lot of memories from this year. Beat an MLS team. Oh, yeah. Um, made it to the – we were in the playoff chase. Oh, absolutely. I, there's so many things. I just can't even re- remember everything that happened this year. We finally got into a new stadium. Yep. Which is pretty cool. Yeah, like, we, were, you know, we were nomads for a while
0: playing at two different That was pretty cool. Universities yeah, like the home of the away team. Was kind of what Charlotte was for a minute there. Um, yeah, that all has been an adventure. Like uh, having the first win be against a playoff team, Louisville, who frankly bantered a lot online. On it was nice to beat them. Um, Knocked off Rochester. We d- gave we them the first loss this at season. The U.S.L. standings, and you'll see the top team in the whole league has got one L, and that's ours. And we didn't just beat them; we beat the hell out of them. Um, we beat. Um, the Carolina Railhawks as well kind of cemented being the best team in North Carolina, which mm-hmm. is cool. That was part of the USL totally wiping out the NASL in the Open Cup. That meant a lot too, that we'd really join the right side. Uh, and then to go to the New England Revolution, um and just sort of have a day. Like they went and they played them, um, like we all wish that they would. And Jorge Herrera's goal, if you've not seen it in GIF form. Is the best goal of the season. First award I'm going to give out tonight, Jorge Herrera, hip, hip, Jorge. (laughs) Um, Goal of the season, chest, half volley, over the keeper, open cup win. Like, that was just
2: crazy. Yeah, we had – that night, I remember it well. We had, like, a meeting here for our group, and then halfway through, like, all right, let's check the independence game. Like, we we didn't check the score. It was in the 80th minute. We pull it up on YouTube. It's like, oh my gosh, the Independents are winning! <laughs> like we're actually <laughs> winning.
1: I didn't want to believe it. No, I mean, not that you know, I was I'm a Revolution fan, but the fact that you know, at that point we had, we had just started pretty much covering the Independents, and for Jared to be like, oh yeah, the Independents win, I'm like, get the hell out of here! There's no, there's no <laughs> way, there's no way.
0: Yeah, because that previous, w- do you remember what day that game was? Uh, that would have been a midweek game. Um, we had just come off of playing a, a what it, Upward Stars from Spartanburg in, in late May. I went for my birthday on that one. We went to that game. Um, and then we did Railhawks after that. I think that was a midweek game. Uh, I can't be too certain. Um, but I remember we were over at Hooligans, and we were packing the bar, And I brought a few friends out that were like, oh, hey, you know, I guess, you know, I like local soccer. Let's go ahead and do this. I was (laughs) like, well, we're we're playing New England Revolution. Like, this is as real as it gets. This is everything I was wanting to sell people. When we first came in here, when Jack's Militia first came to to 91st Minute, we're like, no, check it out. Yeah, I mean, no, that was. We're we're a USL team, but here's the deal. Like, one, we think USL is pretty cool and ended up being very cool, right? Absolutely. And two, we're going to get a chance to play the best. And everyone's like, yeah, you know, a chance to play <laughs> the best. And here we were <laughs> up against the previous year's finalists in the MLS Cup and then beat them, you know. And that was just, that was like the realization of everything that a local fan would really want. It's to be like, listen, we just want to be on the stage to, to show it. We just want to go nuts for something. And, oh, man, that night, that whole bar, we, we put up on the Jack's Militia page, everybody singing and going nuts at the final whistle. Worth it, it was the same night as a, a World Cup game,
2: wasn't it? It was a Wednesday. the w- The Women's World Cup was on at the same time. And didn't. Jorge and oh, you know, what? I scored think like nearly the same right. time.
0: That sounds about right. No, May, w- no. Wednesday. Yeah, it was right, Wednesday. Right. It was the Revolution game. It was, was a different Wednesday, game. June
2: 17. June 17. Yeah. Yeah. So
0: th- I'm not. Not right. quite yet. I'm far off. So you're totally right, except for but the that did happen right in part. an
2: Independence game where <laughs> we scored <laughs> at nearly the same time. Yeah, I like that line. I like that line.
0: Chicago. Chicago's Open Cup game was during the same time as the Women's World Cup. And they scored, and then we scored. But I think we were, we were pretty much behind for that, the, the most of that game. So um, slightly different result. But still, huge crowds. You know, we got a great exposure. The women's national team fans are cool. They're always up for watching the actual game, right? So let's yeah. be honest. There's a lot of people that show up for men's national team games that are like, I'm here to wear my Uncle Sam outfit yeah. and drink Budweiser <laughs> in a flag can. And the women's team games, though, they're like, no, 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 here's, here's well, why I think Megan Rapinoe is better than Abby Wambach. Okay. And then you get to hear it, and it's great. Well, those people got a chance to see Charlotte Independence on the TV kind of next to theirs. And that that was good. That was awesome. So looking ahead
2: now and looking back at the same time, what do you think from uh, attendance perspective? Like, What do you think of this year as a whole? Did, did the team, did the front office get the job done? Do you think they did enough to promote the team in their inaugural season going into the second year? Like, Do you think that things went well as a whole with the Charlotte Independence, Or is there something you would have changed if you could go back now?
0: Well, Tough question. Um, in no way could anyone say that we hit the attendance goals that I know the club had and I, I know the fans had, especially me. A Jack Well, first, I'm gonna stop you. I blame you because you're the one on the
2: side of the buses in Charlotte. <laughs> That's your <laughs> fault. <laughs> uh,
0: if anything, I am to thank for all of the <laughs> attendance. My banner's on the light rail, and I'm on all of the schedules as well as Brian Abernathy. A little shout out to my buddy. Um, <laughs> it's, it's hard enough to sell sports in charlotte and i need to be very very clear and unfortunately a little bit mean when i say charlotte isn't a sports town um charlotte is an events town like it likes to do things but the real sports cities are kind of rainy and um old industrial and terrible you know like the detroits and st louis's and cleveland's and pittsburgh's like those people live for sports no matter what and people in miami and in charlotte and other places that are sunny and gorgeous they sort of go to sports when sports fits what they want to go to. And that really showcased itself on like July 4th,
2: Mm -hmm.
0: when we've got a game against the St. Louis um, FC team that was pretty much closest to us in their position. They were also brand new. That was a team we needed to beat. A day everyone has off. And, you know, nobody nobody makes it up. I got to be honest with you, nobody made it up. Um... The front office, uh, the front dual office of a lacrosse team and a soccer team ha- has a lot of things, and there's a lot of parameters and gears to turn at the same time for that kind of a thing, for it to be a hit. But uh, no, I'm not going to call it a failure just because it was a bit of a niche market. I think as a well-oiled machine going forward, it can only grow. Proof being, and you can, you can Wikipedia this, Seattle Sounders, back in the like, early part of the 2000s, when they were a nobody team, they were averaging 1,200 to all of their games, too. You know, you gotta, you got to realize that there is a scope and there's a, there's a crescendo to a lot of these great organizations. Louisville, St. Louis, you know, came out rocking. Like, they just packed the parks and all that. Was it Chattanooga? That's even a division below us, basically the NPSL, I think they are. Filling up University of Tennessee Stadium, like that stuff's awesome. But it won't happen everywhere and you're not a failure if it doesn't happen here. So I think that's probably what I'll say about that. It's only gonna grow.
2: What about Jack Militia now? You guys were out there at every game making noise and for sure a big part of this team this year. So you wanna reflect on that? You know, you guys coming together, you're on the show. Was this is your first like media outlet or did we do the first interview with Jack Militia? Ninety in 10, ten years from minute, now, when Ninety there's first a MLS minute, team,
0: 91st minute is the official first place to have heard <laughs> the voices of Jack's militia. Um, we got to add that to the banner now. So it's your fault if things go wrong. <laughs> Jack's militia to me is like a new kind of family. I've been in the Charlotte for about four to five years, and I've been in the soccer scene for four to five years. Right, it was immediate. The men's national team used to be that sort of um, coercive force to get people together. Sometimes your club team does it, right? So I'm, I was, I w- I'm very proud to have been on the ground floor of the Queen City Gooners, you know, when we were just getting started over. Boo! <laughs> and, uh, and I've spent a lot of times at, at Hooligans, which is the best neutral bar there is in town. Um, Charlotte Independence, though, and thus Jack's Militia, is a great, I don't know, cross-denominational place for people who love the game and know that it's a lot better live than it is on TV, because that's absolutely true. Um, and so for people who are um, Columbus Crew fans, like um, a couple of our initial board members at Jack's Militia and United fans, and uh, people who only watch, you know, Bundesliga or something, they've got a whole niche. Mm-hmm we all got a chance to come together and share a, du- a bunch of cultures you know and that goes through for the queen city royals who showed up and just threw a party every time they <laughs> came <laughs> and nobody had to ask them what team they really supported like right. those guys it's kind of funny now you'll see a couple of them like jeremy at hooligans in his west ham gear you know and you're like oh it's kind of funny seeing you not in right, on right, the same right. side teal, as teal me. and purple yeah, th- <laughs> yeah 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 claret and blue is what they <laughs> modify into. Jack's Militia was more for the community than it was for the team. You know, the team was always gonna have people show up and want autographs. And no matter what, if there's soccer, there's gonna be people that wanna get noisy yeah. and just be right behind it. Every club has supporters. Jack's Militia had to do with the fact that Charlotte's full of patchwork for people not from here who supported other kinds of soccer. We were we are for the future, there to try and coalesce a lot of that, and that includes the Royals. They're they're awesome.
2: Yeah, and I think a- along with that, one one uh I know the attendance record that was set. I believe it it still remains. The most fans attended the Rochester game. Is that right? The I v- think game so. Yeah. The yeah. game following the what is that? Was the when Chelsea and Paris were here? The yep. C I A. Yeah. 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 That cup, that set the highest attendance record at Ramblewood, and the independents won that game, Um, as we we talked about, 4-2. So I think going forward that that game was huge for Charlotte history, not only for beating an unbeaten team, but also when you have fans that see the game and are aware of the team because of Chelsea and Paris coming to town and the little advertising that was done on that day, they come out this next game and Charlotte smashes the unbeaten team in the league, that leaves a good taste in their mouth, leaving that game. Everybody, okay, we're going to come back now. Yeah. So I think it's, it's disappointing that in the end that they didn't make the playoffs and that we aren't able to see, you know, what could have been. Like maybe what would the attendance ratings have been if Charlotte was to have themselves a playoff game and the team had a week or two to promote that. Yeah. You know, what could have been, that's disappointing. But I think – Overall, you know, now they have six months or so to prepare for the next season. They can look back at what they did this season, what they did wrong, what they did right, and come back next season better than ever.
0: I, d- I don't think there's, Cause there's a way don't, that Because you that can only, only go up happen. from here. Yeah, I don't think that there's a way that they don't improve um, with either little front office stuff that we, we, we mentioned that, that's kind of wonky. Where are we going to play? We didn't hear about it. I know that there were a lot of season ticket holders, and I have to – I've got to hold them accountable on this. Season ticket holders like myself, who had no idea that it was going to be a season ticket holder event, at the end of the season we got to meet the players and there was awards and things like that. Um, there's no way they don't improve on those. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not they're not an ignorant organization, right? They're a new one, um, and for that reason, yeah. And and to see a to see a playoff game, to see a burst of excitement, um, it's stepwise. And there's no way that I'm not going to be there. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> if you guys are going to be there. Like it's it's all it's all coming co- all coming together. And I hope
2: that with soccer growing in the United States as a whole, that more fans that are moving to this area as Charlotte grows, that you know now in the past hooligans was just a bunch of different soccer fans. You know, you be an Arsenal fan, no, you guys don't gather there. But Jeremy with West Ham, uh, Jay doesn't support a Jay is a Manchester United fan. Oh, okay. Well, Jay was Manchester United, Chelsea fans, whatever. Now all those fans are Jacks Militia. So now, I my hope is that any new fans that join, who against for their respective European teams, also become
0: Jacks Militia or Charlotte Independence fans. Absolutely. Like, there's no reason not to at least fly the flag of where you are. Mm-hmm. You know, no one no one would really allow that in other sports too. That um, that you would just come out and say, and you just pretended to make up that you're a University of Texas football fan, but you know <laughs> you grew up in Spartanburg. They'd they'd laugh you off. They'd yeah. be like, "Why? Why are you, yeah. Why are you lying about yourself? <laughs> why are you lying about yourself?" Honestly. Well, on that note, if we
2: had an alcoholic beverage here in the station, we would do a nice cheers to the Charlotte Independence. Yeah, but we don't. No, we don't. So, um, so cheers, cheers anyway. Cheers. cheers. And I'm leaving. <laughs> 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 cheers to the, to the Charlotte Independence and a successful season. We're going to take a short break. And when we come back, maybe Calvino then wants to go head-to-head with me with this Chelsea Arsenal Derby that was yesterday. Welcome back, everyone, to the 91st minute here on Radio Free Charlotte. About to get into some Premier League action, most notably the Derby yesterday, the London Derby. <laughs> Between Chelsea and Arsenal, Calvin, I want to let you start off. You're on the losing end of this one. Finally, <laughs> I feel I feel like it's been forever since we've
0: beaten Arsenal. Uh, it hasn't. It hasn't been forever. Um, <laughs> Arsenal losing at Stamford Bridge is not that uncommon. Um, so at least you term- said. At least you said it. it. It's true though, and it's it's not a game that we're gonna argue about. <laughs> Neither one of us is gonna mention crosses in the box. Or tactical changes, or anything that has to do with football, we're going to talk about. Well, I, I can. I no, because no. there wasn't time, time. Time, for time for any but starting up top. Um, uh, uh, did pretty well. Um, which is a, an interesting change to not have Giroud after he's been kind of our, our starting go guy for a while to, to use. To use Walcott against Chelsea was um, kind of solidifying the confidence in him. He, he made a few great runs, um, got almost in on some of those over-the-top balls. That was working out pretty well. Um, Ozil and Sanchez were, were looking all right. Hazard as well was still dancing his way around. Um, it wasn't uneven. I think it would have been a great game had it ended a whole game. All right. Well, um, before
2: you get into what you want to get into, <laughs> which I know is coming, uh, what what do you make of Arsenal ending the transfer window with only signing
0: Petr Cech? I think they are still very, very conservative for the the rapid price increases, right? And so I hate I hate hearing Arsenal fans all the time talk about finances as like the thing they're most proud of. I think that's BS, and I'm just <laughs> sick of hearing it. You ever watch Arsenal fan TV? Th- no. <laughs> I cannot stand those people. And frankly, it, it looks like I wouldn't even enjoy myself if I went to the Emirates to watch <laughs> again. game. Like, they're annoying. and they, They're going to argue with each other over Don't things Don't talk like about spend. Talk about net spend. Net spend. spend. <laughs> net spend. No, go to a bank. Nobody cares what you <laughs> say. Ultimately, what I like about the team, I still like about the team, and that's how they play. And I like how they use players and what for. You know what I mean? I like the style of play. Um, I like the free-flowing, ball on the ground, heavy movement, um, a lot of class, a lot of tenacity, and a lot of skill. And I think that's that's great. And I've enjoyed it every year, even the years that were quote-unquote failures at fourth place. Damn it if we didn't have some sexy games that were just awesome to watch and worth the price of admission, which for an American is nearly free. (laughs) <laughs> um not bringing in an outside player this time around is probably more to do with the bank stuff that everyone's whining about um arsenal set itself up in its finances for a world where financial fair play meant something which we now know doesn't. right in the in the case of things like barcelona signing players when they're banned from signing players um Manchester United and Manchester City still finding money underneath the couches, (laughs) you know, in just like flabbergasting ways. Um, That that clearly didn't didn't come to fruition. Uh, And the same is true about um, what players would cost in the future. Right. So some of that changed in that English players are worth more now thanks to a homegrown rule. So if you need to pick you've one, you have to pick one up. You need to have a certain number on your squad. So that makes players like um, Callum Chambers really expensive when really you're not going to get anything out of it. <coughs> John Stones. John Stones is, is a huge, wonderful – Leighton Baines, for God's sakes. Who all, every team went after him. Why? He's one of the few English players that could have helped your team. Like they're garbage and they, they're very expensive. Uh, and the other thing is just the skyrocketing price of players. Right, Falcao being the easiest example when he went to United, that they had to pay so much just to have him on the books, you know, for him to exist. It's because last year's prices, you got to add twenty five percent to that, you know. Um, we we don't fully know what Martial is getting, you know, was paid for or whatever, mm-hmm. but we know it's more than an Agüero. Absolutely, and that wasn't even that long ago. That's the thing: is that forty five million Agüero is less expensive than this kid and he might be wonderful youth is always worth it but holy cow yeah they're calling him the next Henri and we've already got the now's o- aguero yeah like, that kid's wonderful um the prices are just surging like crazy and i don't think wenger and i and he he generally gets the veto say on spending he, he just doesn't ever see that it's worth it and mm-hmm. i i like it when it comes to like Remy and um, shoot some of these guys that we've been linked with in the past that are clearly not what we wanted to have, mm-hmm. but oh, man, we probably could have used one. <laughs> <laughs> probably could have used one, maybe two, just for the depth, for the injuries. We're always going to break. Like we need one. Yeah, I know
2: Vanger's a penny pincher, but you can't do. You're not going to do it. You're only hurting yourself by holding back, not spending money. Yeah. You're not going to be like, uh-huh, hey, hey, we're not going to. Fall into that trap and spend money. Well, you can fall into the trap of fourth place again.
0: Yeah. Um, so in the case of like, Wenger would probably be a, a lot better at a team like Everton in that respect. That you've only got so much money and, th- and the next threshold for huge money is Europe. Mm-hmm. So you're going to need to spend it wisely or crash out, you know, QPR. We're spending yeah. everything. We're going for it. We want Europe in the first year. Didn't get it. And now... No. I mean, they're just in a wasteland. I think we may never see them, you know, at the likes that they wanted to be ever again. Um, or you can do it and get very lucky, um, like the Swansea way, you know, or like Norwich can pop their head up every once in a while, and you pick up a few and you spend on one or two, and you, geez, you hope it works by the end of the season. Fanger right. would kill it that kind of a game, you know. I, I really think he would, and and a lot of that is how he got Arsenal to being in relevance that it is. The problem is that the money outpaced him, uh, and it's a new game, and you only really need a player for one go around, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so he, he's probably less fit for the world that he's in now than he was when he was most successful.
2: Well, um, in short, this is his last year on his deal. Do you think he sticks around next year, or they go elsewhere with him, or they go elsewhere? In no, I do I still don't think to get rid
0: of him. I, don't, I, I definitely don't think you would get rid of him. Even when I think you start even
2: when Ancelotti's not on any books, Jurgen Klopp's Jurgen not on any books, you're still sticking with anger?
0: I mean, I, I would personally. I like that kind of a loyalty. I also like the continuity. Um, this is something that um, Chelsea would know full well. Uh, AC Milan, more yep. than anyone, knows mm-hmm. that if you have a good coach and you don't like how it's quite working out and you fire them, well, you're more likely to have it yeah. worse off yep. just afterwards. Um, so for that reason, I'd rather we run him aground a little bit and only dip two or three places in his last few years than let's go pick up Jurgen Klopp. It's going to be great. Oh, we're not in Europe anymore. It,
1: it's not like he's totally just driving Arsenal down into the dirt and burying them six feet under. I mean, Arsenal's still a relevant team. If his only problem is having to throw a couple bucks you know, Cavani's way or whoever mm-hmm. they need to get, I mean –
2: I think that's all you were missing. Really, to be really. honest,
1: I think Cavani's a missing piece. But no,
2: I, th- I think uh, more important than Cavani out now was scoring a striker. replacement
0: for Coquelin. I think a mm-hmm. second defensive midfielder um, would have been more important. Uh, because honestly, now uh, Welbeck's injured, um, but having Walcott, Sanchez, Welbeck, and Giroud as striking options, get one of them hot. I think that, that's right. enough. What we really want is goals from everyone else. We need Ramsey to have another kind of good season, because yeah. Zorla is a goal scorer. Um, he just not like the first year. Um, Mesedoso shoot the yeah. ball, stop passing and shoot yeah. the ball. He's on target every time he goes for it. Uh, and Sanchez. So we don't need it all from our goal striker. We don't need Zlatan to right. drag the whole team into the into the next level. We need more goals from everyone else.
1: Well, yeah. That I'm just saying as an example though, but. Like you said, if it's if that's Arsene Wenger's only problem, just going out and getting the one or two pieces, spending a little bit extra money, I don't think that's enough to th- totally throw him out.
0: Maybe it's organizational. Maybe you just add whatever that general manager role is, where somebody else spends the money and talks to Wenger about it and goes, would you like this player? And Wenger says, I do not believe that is completely worth it. And the guy goes, I didn't ask you that. I asked, do you think he's, you know, would you like him? Right. And then goes, yes, I would like a good playoff. <laughs> and then it buys him. And then just somebody else <laughs> handles money. Um, that can work. And it can also <laughs> fail miserably. <laughs> like, you know. But um, ultimately, the club's still in great shape. The last two FA Cups in a row, um, massive cash reserves. We yep. um, have set a new record for the most number of losses in the Champions League. <coughs> but it's difficult to do that. You have to be there a lot <laughs> for that to happen. Um, finding always finding the silver the lining. <laughs> 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 <That's>, yeah, man.
2: <laughs> All right, we'll go back to, to Chelsea now, and uh, let's get this. We'll have your have your way
0: with him All right, or so him, not them. Um, him. Chelsea proudly employing the most embarrassing player uh, in the modern times of English soccer, and that includes Luis Suarez. Um. No. Yes. Because Luis Suarez hey, has moments. Diego Costa has a character I'm of bad behavior, bad sportsmanship, <laughs> okay. and just just bad personality for the game. You can, you can't. Yeah, I have to look up a stat Calvino here to back right up now. my next comment. 100%. So. That's me. from a Milan fan who has Balotelli, and he says Whoa. that Diego Costa Whoa. Okay, Calvino.
2: That, you cannot <laughs> compare those two. Be, no,
1: I'm not going to let you do that. I won't let you
0: do that. Hey, save your Milan. We're, we'll, get, we'll get in there next. So, what I find most interesting about Diego Costa, most interesting, is that, uh, and Google this, hasn't had a red card since 2008. Twelve. uh, uh, Twelve? Twelve. Okay, twelve. But that's years. I probably shouldn't have said that. (laughs) But that's years, though. For a guy who all talk about Diego Costa getting a red. Diego Costa getting a a red. Deserving a red. Deserving a red, right? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so let's fast forward to the incident. I allow my host and uh, my gracious host to rebut <laughs> these arguments. Um, he should have been red carded for the foul on Kashelny, but those don't get seen very often, so I'm not arguing for that, right? Mm-hmm. But it's clear <laughs> in, the, in the slow motion that's a red card offense. He struck him to the face twice Yeah, with three separate hands, right? Paulista is an idiot for, for going over there. At all. You know, he's the biggest D-bag in the whole game. <laughs> and if you don't know that, <laughs> learn English and let the people on your team <laughs> tell you <that. laughs> He speaks Portuguese. You know the two of them. It only gets worse, yep. right? And Costa is immediately in fight mode. He knows that limit of like, oh, I'm defending myself. No, you started this. No, but I'm defending yeah. myself. Paulista deserved to be sent off as well. You can't be an idiot in that situation. You can't kick your feet up. That was definitely two yellows. They both deserved the, the yellow. But it should have been Costa's second yellow. Mm-hmm. Um, and for that reason, I just... I, I can't wait to forget about that game.
2: You know. See, in my opinion now, when Costa was at Letico, I didn't like him either. He was dirty I guess you could say <laughs> I uh, guess you could say dirty is the softest I, I sup- way of describing I suppose Costa I suppose you ever. could say dirty but you only dislike him if he's not on your team
0: Yeah that's always. we feel You like about hockey I, I, I'm I, I an
2: Italian we
0: we love him but he's awful
2: like <laughs> I know But he's that not in the same like David said that right now he wouldn't want Diego Costa on No listen on listen Milan.
1: Calvino. I've got on D- You team. said that Don't I've ever... got on my team Luis Adriano and Carlos Bakett <laughs> I will not trade <laughs> either of those two for Diego Costa, who I know as talented as he is with a soccer ball, there's a lot more baggage that he carries with him
2: than either of those two combined have. Why would I give that up? Uh, so so your argument is baggage, because you have the guy with the most baggage on your team. No, I've no, absolutely
0: not. Yeah, I, I think it's That's a whole baggage, other
2: can it? of worms. Okay. Um, Balotelli doesn't go out there
1: and purposely Try to get someone pissed off for the sake of getting them sent off. No, people try to get all the Exactly.
2: Off, but it's the other way around. Do you like hockey, Calvino? I do like hockey. What's your, who's your favorite team? St. Louis Blues, baby. Yeah, you,
1: really yes. you didn't, didn't you see that one coming? I saw that one coming. Uh,
2: yeah, I, I wasn't even Let's thinking. Let's go, Blues. I wasn't even thinking. Do the Blues, I haven't uh, paid much attention to hockey <laughs> in the past couple months. <laughs> no, I, the, I'm glad the, you started do, this. Do the Blues have an enforcer on their team?
0: So we have a very famous enforcer from the past um named tony twist mm-hmm. the best of the best literally would go out without a stick like <laughs> and you like him right over the edge <laughs> you like him right i was a kid then i was more of a brett hole chris pronger al McKinnis kind of guy yeah uh, we had some real glory years in there wayne gretzky was at the team um so no i don't think that applies because that is hockey. Thank you,
1: thank you. It's it's, it's you can't. <laughs> you literally right now are comparing apples to zucchinis, <laughs> two totally different sports. I no.
2: no. said
0: zucchini because I'm Italian. <laughs> <laughs> right there. I got you, bro. Best bump.
2: <laughs> it's not. It's still a sport, and an enforcer does a job that no Th- this one this else can. This is two do. different games. Soccer is a game t- where you need an enforcer. How like is that? this not? All right. I understand you're complaining about Diego Costa's dirtiness, but if he was on Arsenal and he had a Chelsea player sent off, and you end up winning the game two nil, you would be th- you would be perfectly here's fine. Where with I, it.
0: Here's where I will give you the yes on that and a huge no. We've got right now um, Jack Wilshere is probably the most annoying to other teammates, you know, kind of guy. Like, and he does. He he stands up and puts his face in other people's faces when he really wants to pick a fight, and he's just being a jerk about it. Like, I, I see it happening. And he's also got this little trick that he's so good at where a ball's coming across his body, and he knows how to, like, let it turn, put his back to the other player, get it with the um, beyond leg and drag his back one, and go ahead and get a little uh, counterattack foul, right, where you're like, I would have totally passed it on Mm -hmm. if this guy hadn't tripped me. He's good at that, and I'm sick of seeing it. That is level one out of ten <laughs> compared to Diego Costa. Now, no. The argument you're making is if he was on your team, you'd totally be for it. Before. We've asked that of Liverpool fans, too, when, yep. the, when we were at the, the previewing of the season. Like, Luis Suarez, do you, would you have him back? And he's yeah. like, yeah. Like, no, never. He's biting, and he's racist, and he spits at people. And I'm pretty sure Liverpool off. would happily take Luis Suarez back. Liverpool, as an organization that makes money off of the success of their football team, may may, may do that. Just like Chelsea with that. But no, not as a, as fan, a fan. I would no. never accept that. I would if I'm a Liverpool fan, I would
2: happily take Luis Suarez back. Best striker in the world? I don't even bite whoever he wants three games out of the no. three years. Just score Jared. goals. No. Yeah, I, you, I want results.
0: Exactly. Some other, people, other people who
2: watch
1: soccer would like to see the game of soccer being played, not a stupid biting, kicking each other. I'm going to punch same, in the in face three times, man. In
2: that same tenure at Liverpool... He tied Cristiano's goal record. So, if he wants to bite one person while he's in a Liverpool shirt, and then go on to tie Cristiano Ronaldo's goal scoring record, I will let season me ask you this: story. in the Premier League, I'll take that's I'll, Luis Suarez. I'll take that trade. Is wow. Diego Costa doing that? No, he's not, and right? he hasn't had a red card since 2012. So,
0: <laughs> politics. Uh, <laughs> politics, We're arguing that he never gets caught for his BS. So, so here's what it boils down to: Luis Suarez is a terrible human being. Lu- Diego Costa is a terrible human being. Both of them should no longer participate in the game. Everyone else, we can find talent, right? We will find other strikers and other great players to watch kick the ball because that's what we're there to see. Not some melodrama about somebody who can't keep their together on the field. And that's Diego Costa. And I get it. I get it. He's he's made your, your team better, and you don't want to write that off. But I swear to you, when you're older... You'd be like, I wish that guy had never worn the same shirt I do.
2: You, just, you this, just do again, though. This isn't a problem. We're not even. I'm on your side with this. If Diego sent off, if if Diego is sent off, I'm I'm on your side. I'm Like Diego, what are you doing? Why, like, stop being an idiot. But he's successful at what he does. All right. So all you all you have to do
0: to change this is your players not react. Josie Mourinho called who? Simple. The man of the match. Diego. Yeah. Why? Who? In okay,
2: their let's, right let's, mind let's throw out Jose Mourinho's comments because why? Ha, why they're throw them meaningless? City score a
0: goal. No. Was he did Was he there for all ninety minutes? It's Jose Mourinho. No. He, exactly. It's mind games. He's we endorsing <laughs> he does all the, the nonsense, and that's why jo- That's why he exists. Like that's why Diego Costa exists. Is because there's someone who cares nothing about the moral aspect of the game, and that's that's why Arsene Wenger and. Jose Mourinho don't get along, is that Arsene Wenger is like a purist. He's an idealist of the game, and he would gladly lose by playing beautifully, than win by playing dirty. And Mourinho is the exact opposite of that. They're never going to get along. They hate each other. Right? I love it when Arsene Wenger roughs up Mourinho, because he's one, he's like five, six inches taller. (laughs) It's like, oh, I forgot how big that guy is. But it's because you see the two different um, philosophies on the game. One of them is results-driven, right? You have, you have money, spending, vitriol, drama, nonsense, and, frankly, dirty play. And then you have this sort of uh, weakness, uh, spendthrift, um, uh, idealists um, complaining, you know, kind of political stuff of, of anger. These are the two opposite signs. And you just can't be both. Anyone who says they love both teams, you go, you're not watching <laughs> both <teams. laughs> You're all, just not watching.
2: All I'm saying is that if you have a problem with Diego Costa, you're a player on the opposing team, just beat him in his own game. Don't react to what he does. And then all of a sudden, he's the bad guy in everyone's eyes. He's yeah, the bad guy in my eyes if he gets sent off in this game and Chelsea go down to 10 men and they get anything less than a win. You just can't be proud
0: of what he's done. You can't. I d- I'm not saying I'm of being proud of what fan, he's I'll done. I'm just saying
2: that. I'm not saying I'm proud of what he's done, but I'm perfectly okay with it. Ooh. There goes the credibility, man.
1: It's gone out the window. There's no. I, I like look, an enforcer. Okay. How? All right. Right. <laughs> let me. Let me. Still Danny Caruso was great. Let me relate it to mine, right? <laughs> Fleet Mexes is a complete idiot. Defensively. Yeah. But he's also not that good. He's a ticking time bomb. He's also not that good. But he's had great plays. He's also had moments where I really wish Milan never signed him. Okay. There's been moments where he's done stuff to instigate people.
0: Gennaro Gattuso. Yep. Oh, exactly. Okay. One of s- my favorite players of all time. No, I will never defend him as a person. Like, he's racist and awful. True. But, yeah, he was a hell of a lot of fun to watch. Like, that's, sure, that was it. I admit, I liked Gennaro <laughs> <Gattuso>. <laughs> like Gennaro Gattuso. I didn't want to
1: think of him in that kind of light, but, but no, it's he true. Was, like, it's he was
0: true. a bad dude sometimes. Like, the Tottenham game? Yes. <laughs> what was it when he punched? Were he so he choked, th- choked the guy. assistant coach.
1: He goes and strangles him. But I mean, that was a he just didn't take garbage from anybody. No, and it, it's uh, the, I think it's opposite in the case where Diego Costa is giving it. It's not like you know it's Balotelli or Gattuso where they're targeted because they're gonna go snap like that. Diego Costa willingly starts stuff and then and waits then for people to react and, and then, then, this
0: is and the then they're sent off Costa. and Diego is the hero in every Blues Diego does eyes. this other thing that that bothers me is that he's actually a really tough, um, really strong kind mm-hmm. of fighter striker which is just awesome. We've only got so but many He doesn't act left. like it. I realize. No, that. no, no, he does. When he's going he for the ball, down he will easily. knock anybody over to get it. Martin Skirtle, one, he just wallops into that guy and will get the ball off of him and stay on his feet and then he'll have the ball and sure enough that thing's going yeah. at the net. Yeah. It's amazing. And then if somebody blows on his neck as he's walking back towards playing defense, it's like he's got a concussion and he needs to be taken off the field. and It's the worst thing that's ever happened to him. You have to play both sides, man. If you're going to be a bruiser, and play he's great at it, be the bruiser. Be the bruiser. G- Gattuso didn't take it from anybody. Like oh. he used to chase down Ronaldo and make that his whipping boy. Like it was right. great, and Ronaldo could only complain about it. Well, if you foul Gattuso, he'd get up and foul you back. Like that was his life. He didn't, he didn't Ever once. first moments of the Chelsea-Arsenal game, Diego Costa's pol- asking for a yellow card, begging for help. If he could play better, if he was even as good as Suarez, because he's not as good as Suarez, he wouldn't be begging for that stuff. Because even Suarez doesn't do that. You know? Suarez goes into animal mode. And starts <laughs> biting people. And loses, <laughs> loses the things he learned in kindergarten. <laughs> right? And just sort of forgets it all and plays. Costa needs help from referees to succeed.
2: My 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 last point on this, so we can have enough time for talk about some AC Milan with David, mm-hmm. is w- the difference I noticed from this year and last year is last year Costa was bagging goals in the first half of the season, and he wasn't going down as easily. And yes, he was still a brute attacker, and he was still that bad guy. He wasn't going down as easily as he was, and he wasn't begging for cards like he is this year. So. No, he's not scoring goals right now at the moment like he was last season. But he's trying to just affect the game in any way he can. Yeah, yeah I'll definitely so give you that.
0: He's, he's, he's doing whatever he can to make the biggest impact.
2: But I'm okay with uh, mm-hmm. his play on the field. As long as he doesn't get sent off. As soon as he gets sent off, then, then it's, a th- and it's a whole different story. Then i got a problem with it. Okay. But we'll we'll talk about that when we get to it. We're going to take one last short break. AC Milan coming up. David Bornesian, take us away with some AC Milan chat.
1: Well, finally, I get my own time now. This is great. uh, What can I say? It's just a relief, I guess, this 3-2 result against uh, Palermo. To, To finally see this team coming into form as we've all envisioned them after this transfer window, it's a relief. For four or five years now, we've sat through transfer windows where you know, so-and-so, this is the one, this is the signing that's going to bolster our midfield and bring us back to the top. To actually see now our marquee transfer signings this summer, Luis Adriano and Baca, actually propel us into being better within Serie A, I can't just say it's, it's a relief. I can't say that more than enough, to be honest. Carlos Baca had a hell of a performance that day. Luis Adriano had enough pace up at the front to be his partner up there. I mean, there was a, it was a great game overall. I think for Milan, a couple of mishaps defensively, letting Palermo in, allowing those two goals, but I I I liked what we had out there. I really did. I think our midfield was good. Montolivo, as much as people have been bashing him and wanting him out, I've even said you know, start the young and instead of him, he had a, a hell of a game defensively too. So I think of all aspects, it was it was it was nice to see that.
2: I'm sure. And sure, I'm sure you probably agree with him. Uh, just on the, just on the game, because I, I want to on the game. I want him to say something else. No, I'm about no, to. No, I bait. don't.
0: I don't. I don't agree with him on the game. I Dang. think you should just said yes. It would have made this easier. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think <laughs> that you were playing against a team with defensive frailties. Now Baca and Luis Andurano are are playing some good link-up play together. To mm-hmm. be honest, and Montalivo is actually taking a bit more of a Pirlo role. It's yeah. a chance to look for guys ahead of him. Instead of just hoping Abate will make the run up the right side, which, yeah. which sorry, each year that you it's have him, it's <laughs> happening less yeah. and less. The What you really need to look at, though, is your game with Inter, which is the first real, um, real test that you've had, other than maybe Kiev or Verona. Right. Um, Inter kept you boxed in uh, and kept you from having anything. Now, uh, Balotelli looked wonderful when he when he came on and had what, two, three chances in yep. no time, all of them real fierce, having him as an impact player might be what sets you over the top, and actually. And that's
1: obviously to be seen. Maybe next week that will happen. But, I mean, we were doing the – was it the women's or men's game during the intergame? Uh,
0: the women's.
1: And we had we had the laptop set up, and we were kind of keeping
0: tabs on that. You mean you were not watching? David, no, I was buzz.
1: because Thomas and I switched off at halftime. So I had the first <laughs> half planned so that I could watch the Milan game during the second half.
0: Yeah, the correct answer for all of the gals listening right now is, no, they were paying attention to the whole match. W- they know we've got them covered. Yeah. Anyway, f- that Inter game,
1: I felt like we, we played very well. I don't think we deserved to lose that game, to be honest. I thought, compared to the way we've played you know, this summer and early on, it was an improvement. We let Inter w- get behind us those two minutes and – Gorin puts in the goal, great. But for the rest of the game, we did have chances. We should have scored, yes, and obviously. But I didn't think we played all that bad in that game.
0: Uh, yeah, I, I, I think that I personally believe Mario Balotelli is the greatest impact player we've seen in a long time. The t- greatest super sub. Mm-hmm. I think in the future when we talk about him, we'll probably use Balotelli's name. I, I, Hopefully, nobody. his Absolutely. years at City were just fantastic in terms of like, well, here's how the game's been going, but. <laughs> Could Here's how exactly it is now. Yeah. Um, and having him behind a Baca and an Asriano is what's the biggest thing. Yep. Is having him as the sitting on the bench just in case Baca can't get around his man, just in case right. we're not getting enough push um, through the midfield. Game changer. And frankly, when you go away to Turin, you know, when you um, get stopped up in Roma, yep. you know, and, and Daniela De Rossi's not letting you have an inch, going Balotelli on as a third striker as a trident one game yep. like it's it, there's, there's a lot, a lot there to look forward yeah, to
1: yeah there's a lot of options having him and <coughs> they've said you know he'll play some number 10 right he'll come in right if Adjurana and, and Bakar aren't having a good game it's it's a good i love this signing as much as i was hoping to bring in Ibrahimovic this year <laughs> and have him be there Balotelli was right behind him in terms of who i wanted to bring in mm-hmm. i love the guy as a player I think he's a perfect fit in Milan. I think Milan's the best place for him to revive his career. Only 25. Yep. I And to be honest, he's he's who Italy needs to be their striker. Aside of uh, Pelé. I don't think Pelé? we have... What yeah. What happened to, like, Cherchi? No. Oh. No. I'm done with... Im- well, Cherchi's on my team. Immobile. I, I, oh, no.
2: Don't start Immobile with me. No. Oh. I'm done with Immobile. I want to start something with you, though. David, where do you think AC Milan finishes this year in Serie A? Juvinko,
1: Juvinko. All right, yeah. Well, see, Javinko's a different story because he's <laughs> playing MLS right now. <laughs> if he, if that, if the same progress that he's made in MLS can translate over to European play, of course. And of course, I'm all for him being on the squad. All for it.
2: What did you ask? Where, where AC Milan finishes? Yeah. Wait, Calvin, listen closely. Go oh, ahead. Oh, right, David. right, yeah, okay. Go ahead.
1: As if you're gonna expect anything different. I, me as I'm a nostalgic <laughs> AC Milan fan is obviously going to say we're finishing top two. Top N- two? Number one. <laughs> I only see, the, I think the way Juventus is playing, I think we can handle Juventus without a doubt. But what about Roma? That You didn't let me get to my <laughs> point. I was going to say, the teams that, I f- that can give us a run for their money is Roma and Inter. Mm-hmm. Those two right now are at the top. Roma's playing fantastic. They had a great transfer window. Inter is on top right now, they're playing really good, they've gotten out to a hot start, so you know but there's still a, a lot of season left. Anything can happen. I think the minute Milan starts getting t- things together, Balotelli gets more situated. You know I think I think we can finish top two. Everybody that's saying, Oh, no, Milan's, you know, nah, they finished tenth or twelfth last year, they're stuck, they're not gonna be good for a while, this is a whole new team from last year. We have we have a whole new dynamic a new coach, a new midfield, a new attack, right? You can't say that we're the same Milan from last year. That doesn't make any sense when somebody says that. Harris said that last week. He goes, no, Milan hasn't done anything. What do you mean Milan hasn't done anything? That it just it's, it's, it just doesn't make any sense for people to just automatically write off Milan. I,
0: I think it's very important for the two Serie A fans here to um, reiterate the fact that it's a much more crowded league Um, than most English Premier League fans are used to. Uh, Lately, since the old reign of Inter and Mm -hmm. Milan, um, we haven't seen enough of them in Europe, Mm -hmm. which has been a damn shame. Uh, But that's led people to think that it's a one-team league, that it's a bit more like um, the Bundesliga or something, where you've got a real dominant force and a couple people perk their heads up every once in a while. That's not the case. Um, and teams like Manchester City and everybody who played against Juve last year are learning, no, Juve really is that fearsome. And they are somehow beating out the likes of the hottest Lazio we've seen in years. Yep. Roma, who is genuinely a great team, and Barcelona found that out firsthand. Um, and Inter, Milan, Sampdoria, Fiorentina, strong sides. Um, that are in there that frankly if you wanted to take what do you do you do a mirror league right where you line up the top Of your league mm-hmm. against theirs and you go down and you'd say well the fourth place finisher finisher of England last year Who great we don't remember United? Yeah, when it United um, do, was, it was it Arsenal? It was not <laughs> Arsenal. <laughs> yeah, it was do United. Th- would they want to play against um, Fiorentina you know how would how would United do right, right now against Fiorentina Maybe all right, but it's not it's not like it's No, it's better. definitely is definitely
1: more crowded er, – I'm not gonna say crowded, more balanced this year than it has ever yeah, in the last in recent balance. recent years. And but like you said, it's perfect. Other leagues, other people of other of other fans, they don't necessarily see that because they see Juventus in European Champions League. That they that's oh, that's the only team coming out of Italy. Italy's a bust. It really isn't though right now. Juventus is one spot above relegation.
0: As of this morning, if if you're Milan and you've got your three or four rivals that you want to beat each year, you've still got another set of like those micro rivals of like little derby games,
1: like Sassuolo, like who Sassuolo
0: who just decides loves to
1: score. You know, Berardi's just going to go off on us every year, and, and they do seven that against goals. the
0: Romans too. They love yeah. it. Um, and Atlanta, you yeah. know, teams like that, they just love taking down giants. It's a minefield. It um, really is. And so, no, Milan will not make the Champions League. Oh, no, that was.
1: That was a long way to get around to that one
0: (laughs) Since we're getting to that point Um, But good luck
1: Thank you I will say though, I've got a problem with Lazio Not really with Lazio, but with Matri And I've had this problem with him Ever since we got him back from Juventus (laughs) Wherever we've Because the first couple years he was great at Juventus He was their guy When they they won first Um, Then he comes back to us He was a bust during the summer So we loaned him out to Genoa I think so And he played great with Niang Those two yeah. were great And then he comes back Doesn't do anything for Milan Went two games Didn't do anything We gave him to I, We gave him back to Juventus And he want to give him with them he, this, whole, this whole thing we, we loan him out Bring him back Loan him out He plays great with everybody else He scored a brace for you guys The other day didn't he? I believe so Yes. I, I just that I just wanted to bring up My frustration Just with that <laughs>
0: He doesn't like Wearing your shirt
1: Clearly, which is, I mean, whatever. It's it's. It's not an easy place to play, though. No, it isn't. But like I said, you know, with where we are now and who we've got, bring back Pato. No,
2: yeah, that's don't what I bring back. back Pato. I say it, I say it every day. Please stop <laughs> that!
0: Stop that right now.
2: He was a quality player.
0: He was S- awesome. He looked like a duck, but other than that, he was great. I don't know why
2: David doesn't like him. Barrosconi will never let it happen. Because he was sleeping with his daughter. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's the one thing you can't do.
2: <laughs> Bro, Sigourney has his own problems, though. He does have so. a number
1: of problems. <laughs> That's, I'm not even going to disagree with that one. Like I said, it, it, I think we've got a bright future this year.
0: So winning winning Syria? I think the goal is to get back into Europe. No, who wins Syria? Uh, who wins? Roma.
1: I Personally, I would like to say Roma because I'm a huge Totti fan. Right, okay. Totti's favorite player That would
0: probably be his last season. If
1: uh, and what better way to end it than – I mean, he just scored his 300th goal today.
0: Which is huge.
1: Great. I mean, he was offsides. He, he was He was horribly offsides. Offsides is how
0: we play in Italy. It's not big. But,
1: l- look, by all means, 300. If he ends his career this year and they win, that is probably the greatest way you could end his career.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And I wouldn't uh, – honestly, I would l- – if it was – if somebody told me, you know, it's the Scudetto is going to be decided. It's going to be between Roma and Milan. This is Tolti's last year. You get to pick who wins. I'm going to give it to Roma simply because it's Tolti's last year. He's so
0: magnanimous. Yeah. What a
1: guy. What can I – I mean, literally, like, he was my favorite player ever. Of all Italian players, my favorite. I Every year for FIFA, I'd buy him and put him on Milan. More than El Shirawi? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
2: <laughs> Absolutely. David was okay with that transfer. Oh,
0: were you? The yeah. minute we got Balotelli back, I that was. That's fine. he p- I don't know what's gonna happen to that guy. I mean, Ooh he played
1: know. great his first couple games at Monaco. El Shewari. Yeah, I, and I mean,
0: one
2: of those bicycle <laughs> get goals. That was gorgeous. Yeah, I, mean I remember time. that guy. <laughs> 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 that
1: was that was great, but, I mean, it's he still plays for Italy, so it's not like I'm, I'm totally just ridden off the El Shewari <laughs> thing. Base, so he's even talked about getting a Monaco El Shewari shirt. The blue ones are nice. The blue, one, the dark blue away jerseys. <laughs>
0: <Those> <laughs> nice. So I'm, I'm actually, we can get on this point. Let's, let's do a tiny diversion to the best jerseys so far mm. that you've seen that are not your club, because I would say this year, best shirts this year, this year. Because I would actually say that Arsenal's little argyle gold I away I like things, those. It's kind of cool, but it's sweaty. I don't know. Whoever designed it. Yeah, Milan, Milan does it. that too because Milan's Changes color.
1: Milan's turns from like it's not a bright red, but it's it's a red, but the minute they start playing, it, it turns like like a yeah.
0: maroon. Monaco's Blues Yep, are very good. Yes. Um, Blue and the gold writing. Uh, I like PSG's text.
1: all black with the pink letters.
0: That's, yeah, I was going to say that, that. That black, pink PSG is damn good. Roma has a nice kits all around. They do. They always do. Don't I like. Th- I like that they don't Except have a sponsor. I like no, see, I'm all for a hmm. bought I
1: got that one last year. You did? Yeah, because when I was little, my first – I had a, my Nona got me a, a Roma Toti jersey, and it was with a collar. So when they came out with those, it was kind of like, oh, it's the same one. So I went and got that Ooh. one. But the ones issue, I like the, it's, like, it's kind of like a, a Trojan, like, like, armored collar, where it's like got the little cut. Yeah. I like I those a lot. Yeah. And
2: I know you said not your team or not my team. I actually hate the Chelsea home kit. I, I hate it. Trying to remember it. Cool, like having Yokohama it? on the front is awful. And, and that In fact, that's the reason we're losing, is because Yokohama's <laughs> on the front. So you, Jared's going to write a <laughs> that's letter, the reason. bring Samsung back now. Bring
0: Samsung <laughs> back. Yeah, we'll, we'll bring back the old advertisements you had when you were really Chelsea. Okay. We'll go back then. <laughs> all right? But it was some discount tire company <laughs> from the north of England. Yeah. Oh man! Up in the Stoke. No, I like I like Lazio's jerseys too. Lazio with that eagle in it. Those man. are those are great. But I wouldn't, I can't nominate it because even
1: no though away one, the away one where it's like the the blue and it fades up.
0: Yep. Yeah. yeah, yeah those yeah. are not. I, I know exactly lo- what it's Latsy Speaking has of, had some great jerseys last. How about years. how about um, sporting Kansas City's white with silver? Oh, I saw those collared. Yeah, so you don't oh do any collar
1: jerseys. I think collar yeah. jerseys are class.
0: It's so good though. It's you so, so clean. The name so too.
2: clean. Nope. You, any collar jersey you hate. Yeah, pretty much. What? You got to be kidding me. Not a fan.
0: You're missing out on some of the best.
1: Stuff. Collar jerseys, I think, are, are fantastic. I, I think love
0: Barcelona's it. got another good one again. I'm a fan of I it. I hate the, the horizontal lines. Yeah. I can't see. I think it, it works just fine. The one I liked most of theirs though was the fade, where it faded from red in the middle to blue on the outsides. Oh that was no. good. But that yeah. was also the same year that they had the Tequila Sunrise away shirt. Yeah. <laughs> which was the worst thing I've ever it seen in professional. It was so bad. I d-
2: it was so bad. My last nomination is the 49ers home shirt. 49ers.
0: The Celtic
2: Celtic look alike.
0: Hold on, let's give a let's the give a rating to the Charlotte Independences home shirt. I ve- I, I like it I a like lot. It. Yeah. Out of 10, where would you put it? Out of 10. And you're being honest. Seven. You're like, I know it's a minor league team, or I know it's this or whatever. Seven. That's a good number. Yeah, I'm saying seven, too. It's, I, I, don't really, I actually like the away shirt that. better than
1: the
2: home one. I like the all-white. Wh- why? Oh, it's boring. That's a if, white see, shirt the,
0: with the, three logos
2: on it. If the white shirt had a collar it would get a little bit more.
0: <laughs> and then he's never going to wear it. But,
1: the. I mean, I like literally, There's. I can't see anything on that
2: blue jersey that I don't like. Exactly. Even the ad looks good. Even yeah, the it works. That's what that's what makes right or in. breaks any shirt. Oh yeah, that says like, the Chelsea. No, listen. Fans. Ad- Atletico
1: Madrid's jerseys this year, they look ugly because it. What is it? It's like pulse I, something. Bang. Oh, they're
0: not with Azerbaijan no, anymore. No.
2: That it, was the weirdest. It's like and Manchester coolest. United. They have nice shirts, but
0: can't the do that Chevy color Shev- Chevy thing is awful they yeah. just need to do that like a white outline completely also breaks the worst it. shirt because it's just an adidas shirt with the v-neck and stripes like it's a red shirt like let's be yeah. honest they got shafted on their home <laughs> shirt it's like oh uh, we got stripes we'll just throw the three stripes on you it guys and then you guys should buy it though because <laughs> it's ours
1: it's garbage i mean that's how milan sells me on
0: their jersey so shout out to wade leapart if he's listening good job designing the uh the Charlotte Independent yeah. shirt, yep. that little tan accent, the parchment on the stripes. Looks like an old Chelsea kit, but with a, an extra yeah. color. Came out great. I like you. Okay. We'll give we'll give him a shout-out on Twitter just in case he didn't hear that.
2: <laughs> but other than that, that does it for tonight. Calvino, thanks for uh making trip up here to come on and uh, break down independent season. Yeah, uh, man. Why you don't like Diego Costa, and to tell David that he should keep dreaming that AC Milan will finish second.
0: Yes, Diego Costa should go to Milan so they can both be failures. I would that was mean, but I uh, I really dislike Diego Costa.
1: Look, you'll be the first one I call <laughs> when when he gets sent off next <laughs> week. I'll call you and then I'm calling Jared. Jared, Calvino's on the show this week. Uh, it's going to happen. Now, now that we've called it, it's going to happen.
0: I hereby promise the listeners that I will be here when he gets <laughs> sent off. It's
2: not going to happen. All
0: right. <laughs> Other than that, Thank you,
2: seriously, Calvino, uh, for making the trip up here and coming on the show. Finally, and it's been like weeks, we're like, you got to come on, I can't. I can come on now. Oh, well, we can't do it.
0: It's back okay, and forth. so he calls me out for the flakiness. That I'm sorry for. I'll admit it. That
2: no, I said flaky. no. The we, we one Sunday, last week, actually, you said show tonight, right? I was like, oh, we recorded yesterday with the assistant coach of the soccer team. So that was our fault. That was, that my was fault. your fault. Yeah. But you're here now. And we have this one, 70 minutes. (laughs) 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 But it's always a pleasure. It's always a pleasure. So on that note, thank you, Calvino. And David, anything else you want to add to this before uh, we sign off?
1: No, just uh, everybody have a good night.
2: All right, thank you.